from Atlantic City, New Jersey, Paris Island, South Carolina, BFE, Idaho, Parts Unknown, Colorado, and all points in between. This is the Art Floundering Podcast. My name's Will Dick. I am the host of this five. I want to wish everybody nothing but peace and love, and we'll just keep it a simple intro tonight. Welcome. Welcome one and all. This is going to be a simple, pared down, considered an unplugged podcast. No green screen, no puppets, no picking up the guitar. It's just us, an old school conversation. I'm going to attempt to relay information, and we'll, we'll see how this goes. Interestingly, this is, um, what time is it? Okay, we're roughly about 12 hours away from my fourth ketamine treatment uh going for that for pain really bad bad pain more on that later but um well actually it's it's kind of i'm sorry but it's germane to this topic um you know long i've talked about this in the past i'm writing a book about this all this nonsense but about my spinal injury and where i'm at where i'm at right now is not good because the pain's really bad, my mobility's shot, I'm, I'm helpless, basically, and, and the days are miserable. This is why I'm doing a lot of live streaming, because it helps me not think about that. And that's why it's going to be, well, we'll talk about this, the puppet shows are a direct fun- function. If I'm doing a live puppet show, that means I'm in horrific pain, and the only way I could get through it is to so distract myself doing something insane. And, you know, that's it. So ketamine helps manage that. I'm going to be able to have a surgery. That's the good news. You know, that's why I came here to Colorado. So I put all my chips in. Um, Just because I'm going to have a surgery doesn't mean I'm through this. But, you know, it looks good. I don't want to to share much right now, man. I don't want to jinx it. But surgery is going to be major. But odds are... This, this this fucking nightmare, this five-year nightmare, and I know that to a lot of people that's not a long time, but it's fucking suicide-level pain and just trying to find a way to just get to the fucking next day, get to the next day, get to the next day. My whole life, my whole life crumbled to this injury. I lost everything. I lost my job, you know. Sold my house. Had to leave a place I'd lived almost 30 years. Because I was out of options. And if I stayed where I was at in Oklahoma, I wouldn't. This was in May. May of 2021. If I would have stayed. I was I was medically retired. We're coming up on a year anniversary. On January 28th is when I was medically retired. And from that, I was already really bad off. But from January 28th to May, I, I went down a sinkhole with this, this pain and immobility to where I was unable to get to the front door. Luckily. So, put it all on the line in Colorado. And I've been sitting here, laying in bed 22 out of 24 hours a day, hoping to get two hours to be able to sit in a chair, maybe do something besides lay there with the fucking pain. It's what it's been like day in, day out, day in. 
So there's light at the end of the tunnel. And this gets back to the ketamine. Between now and then, I'm in survival mode. Like, I'm trying not to allow hope to enter my head. But at the same time, I'm starting to realize that I'm at the end of my rope. We got to get moving here pretty fast. Um, I'm I'm struggling. And I can, I can hang out a little bit longer, man. But I'll tell you... Um, this 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 experience has broken me. There there's no doubt, you know, if I luckily get through this surgery, I got I got some head shit to fucking get through. No doubt. This this I've been through this has been something else. Uh, like uh, just something else, man. So, enough of the woe is me. Back to the ketamine. Okay, so what does the ketamine do for me? I'm sitting in a chair. Um, your mileage may vary. Um, for me, uh, like I said, this is the fourth one. Now, what I didn't like last week, I tell you what's not effective for me, is I had a treatment on Monday, and I thought, well, gee whiz, let me have one on Wednesday. Maybe it can like just really take this pain. To it's too close together for me, right? I'm starting to notice that, like, uh, yesterday, I was sh- I was back to, like, you know, not being able to sit. So this ketamine, the effects of it for me will last about four or five days. So um, it may be a little bit longer if I don't do something to tweak it where I can't come back from it. But for me, a ketamine trip will, will have pain management properties that last for me four or five days. Um, there's other people in there that are, they're getting treatments every day. Like I said, when I, last week for me, when I had my treatment on Monday and then I had another one on Wednesday, it was too close together because I mean, the, the trips are interesting and I posted the first three on YouTube and I'll, I'm going to post this one too. Um, it, it's, it's just going to be audio, but I just, I think, you know, I'm, I'm just going to share it all, uh, in because this is, I mean, we're not doing puppets right now and the silliness that I do, and I've explained why I do those things, but this has been pure fucking hell. And if, I mean, not to sound cliche, there's fucking so many people that get in this situation, and there's not a lot of hope out there. Not a lot. Other than find a way to fucking live with pain at the level where the only thing you want to do is kill yourself. and Find a way to navigate through that. And you, and you get told... I was told in Oklahoma, this is what I was told in Oklahoma. It's going to get worse, and there's nothing we can do about it. So I'm like, what are you saying? That that's that was the I mean, I was already fucking unable to get to the fucking front door. Una- I mean, it was bad. It got to the point in my fucking house. I, could, I, I was overwhelmed in a house in the suburbs, but I had a mattress laying in what was the middle of the fucking living room. And around the mattress was food on one side, computer, and everything right there. Because I couldn't move. The pain was horrific. It's just, and so, like I said, I've, I, I've heard fucking far worse stories. People have gone through this shit, you know. And 
sometimes, like my grandfather said, the answer you're going to get in life is going to be fuck you. But, you know, I just fucking just continue to tell myself I'll make this work somehow. My backup plan was if I wasn't going to be able to get a surgery, was I was going to like work on a PhD in history. Why? Because what, uh, dude, I'm laying flat on my back 24 7 the rest of my life, man. You know? Even doing puppet shows, doing everything becomes a fucking challenge. And so it's like I gotta give myself some sort of fucking purpose, something to keep my mind occupied. Innate fucking desire to survive despite it all. But I've been off putting. But like I said, I'm here to tell you, I'm at the end of my rope. And I saw, maybe, maybe, maybe because I, I believe I'm allowing a little hope to come in. You know, no, I'm not like fucking, I wish we can do this surgery now. But you know what? This pandemic has backed everything up. You know, I'm not going to be the fucking asshole that fucking is going to piss and moan about having to wait two months for a life-changing fucking surgery that fucking seven months ago, every fucking doctor was telling me it's going to get worse and there's nothing we can do about it. So I'm not going to piss and moan, right? I'm going to find something to hang my hat onto and fucking get into to get through these eight weeks. Survival mode, man. And I think maybe just because I know... I'm allowing some hope to come in there. I'm starting to allow a little vulnerability or weakness to come in. Because this is fucking hard. And it sucks. Think about the basics in life. Right? And, and one of the things that, you know, a lot of people started realizing when COVID fucking started hitting. See, I already realized. I went through this lesson fucking sitting in a hospital for two years. But, you know, you can Zoom all you want, man. But. Human contact, human touch, man. That kind of fucking thing. We need that shit, right? And look, you know, before this accident, I was... It's, life, is a fu- life is so fucking funny. Because I thought I was at a good place in life, you know. My daughter was 16. We just got a house in the suburbs. You know, I was like, okay, I think maybe I'm going to start trying to date again, right? So I guess what I'm trying to say is... You know, this accident, that there's no fucking dating. There's no fucking sexy time with this injury, man. You can fucking forget about that. You know, that's going to be a whole interesting fucking dynamic, dude. Because think about this. Somebody comes out and you're a single person, okay? And you come out of an injury like this. You know, the first time probably, you know, getting it on, so to speak, making love, fucking, having sex, whatever term you want to use for it. But the first time, man, you know, so if you don't have a partner, it's good. Think about how awkward that is going to be. Hey, man, I'm going to really kill this moment because I don't know what I can and can't do. And this is going to be more clinical than it is, you know, erotic. You know, and so it's just, it's just fucking mind fuck, the whole thing, you know, um, but, you know, that's, 
fuck, dude. It's just, I miss, I, I miss, like, being able to interact in the world. And I'm an introvert, but, uh, you know, I miss it. I, I guess I don't like not having control. Because I don't, I don't have any control over my days. I can't, I can't, I'm not a reliable person. It's, I, be, I mean, I'm upfront about it because I don't know where my body's going to be. You know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get out of fucking bed. So I can't commit to shit right now. Which that makes fucking everything hard. It makes it hard to have fucking really good personal relationships when you, you, you're going to fucking flake. But, all of this, yeah, it, it could be, a, it could be a bit session, or you could have time serve you. And I'd like to think that, as dysfunctional to the outside observer, which it is. Well, let me, let me, let me explain something. Okay, doing a filthy puppet show, right? Live streaming a filthy puppet show and then doing all these fucking produced episodes of a filthy puppet show that nobody fucking watches. What an incredible waste of time. You realize now, because I did that, it's the equivalent. I mean, not that I ever wanted to do this, but I got like mad fucking video editing skills now. All right? So it wasn't about, it's about, I was about just wanting to create something. And what are you going to fucking do in the middle of a pandemic? And what are you going to do be like me when you can't fucking move? Right? And creativity has been my fucking survival. I'm not a creative person. But it is 100% what I do. Morning, noon, and night. I'm either doing a fucking podcast. Doing a fucking song. Doing a fucking Photoshop. Doing something tripped out for this fucking thing. I put a lot of effort into the visuals. Into the animations and shit. Why do I do that? Because I'm in pain. That's why I do it. I wasn't in pain. I'd be out fucking doing all these other things I'm talking about. I'm in pain. So I had time serve me. And everything I create, everything I look at, when I look at a puppet show, I don't see a puppet show. I see how much pain I was in to do that fucking puppet show. Because that's why I did it. And the crazier and the more out there I get has nothing to do with the weed. It has everything to do with how far I got to take my, disassociate my brain from reality. In order to just get through that fucking moment. And it's all it's been. Pure base instinct. But I'd like to think that maybe perhaps. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe there's something I gained from that. That's worthy. Nothing I've done with my life up until this point. Is worthy of fucking saying. Hey I got some fucking. I can tell you how to fuck up. I'd be a great mentor for that. You know. Is how you fuck up. You want to know how to get divorced. You want to learn how to fucking file bankruptcy. How to be a heroin addict. Come talk to me. I can I can mentor you on that. But along the way, there were periods of binge fucking normalcy, so to speak. Right? We all we all have the yin and yang. We're not all. I don't subscribe to this notion that we're fucking worthless. And we need fucking redemption. I just find that message. To be counterproductive and false, but also think about that message. You're fucked up. You're broken. The only solution is whatever. Twelve steps. What you insert fucking mind control method A B C. It's not a religion thing. This is this is this is permeated into our fucking consciousness. You're worthless. God, you're not, we're not. 
and we don't need redemption. We don't need fixing. We're, we're pretty fucking good the way we are. And, that, and it's going to sound hippie, man. But I'm here to tell you. Hey, here's the deal. Okay. Big shot me who thought, hey, man, I don't need fucking dick. I don't need anybody to do shit for me. That's how, that's how I thought I was and how I was, quote, successful, so to speak. I'm such a douchebag. But I thought it was all me. And I looked at the amount of people that are in involved in helping me through this. I mean, Christ, just in fucking ketamine trip alone, there's like five different people that are directly or indirectly a part of fucking helping me through this fucking nightmare. Count the x-ray text. The list goes on and on and on to the fucking people that are going to be fucking working at the hospital around there, right? The point is we fucking desperately depend on one another. I mean, it's like, it's without a doubt. It's beyond fucking abundantly clear to me. And this is not some hippie fucking bullshit. This is just fucking, like, quote, truth, kids. This is fucking truth, man. And here's the other mind fuck. And something that we all better start getting with. All the fucking little different quirks in our person, all the different, we need all of it. We need the fucking people that are fucking crazy thinking. The extremes that we we need to start appreciating all of it because all of it collectively creates a balance, right? And that balance is what could propel us to improve. Why are we always fucking improving shit? Well, maybe, maybe if we could start realizing that, and maybe our moral compass is skewed. I, I, reason why my situation's really, really, really fucking interesting, and this happens to everybody, because the very second that this accident happened to me, I stopped becoming a human being, and I, I, I was not this big shot fucking senior manager where I worked at. I was now a financial liability that needed to be properly managed to be able to fucking, you know, minimize any kind of corporate responsibility. I ceased becoming a human being. Because our systems are programmed to protect themselves at the expense of the individual. Ooh, that's really fucked up. Well, okay, it's every, it's go team go. You're not a team player. It's not wrong. It's not right or wrong. It's just our moral compass is skewed. We're placing more priority on institutions, organizations, borders, imaginary things at the expense so in other words, here's a test let's say you, you're at work and there's an accident that happens at work, for example odds are one of the first fucking responses you're going to hear is what's our liability whose fault is it alright so I could, I could sit here and cry the fucking blues about how, ooh, golly gee, life wasn't fucking fair to me because the fucking system protected itself at my expense. And did the system lie? Of course it did. Yes. Was it, f it was not fair. Did they lie? Of course they lied. It's business. I got caught up in it. But I'm, I'm no victim, dog. I'm a perpetrator just like that. I participate. I'm fucking 56. I was 51 when this happened. 
I, I, I fucking play ball in that fucking world. These are just fucking things that, that have come to me sitting here in pain. It's giving me some clarity. Because you go through this, you can't help it, but go, what have I done so fucking wrong? Right? Because it's like punishing. And eventually, you're just like, I, I'm, a, I'm a worthless human being. It's hard not to get into this fucking mindset, right? So, that forces clarity. Because I, I had to do a lot of introspection. And I had to, look, acknowledge some stuff. But you know what? A lot of that introspection involved this. Letting a lot of bullshit fucking go, dude. You know? Like anger and all that shit. I, I can't be. It's I, I just can't. You know, um, this is not, I'm not fucking Gandhi, man. This is just me being a narcissist, dude. Being angry about all this shit and about injustices right now fucking increases my pain. So, in order for me to be in a little bit less pain, I gotta be all good with it. Like, for reals. Not like hearts and memes, like on social media, where you fucking post fucking false reality so you can get some acknowledgement, some fucking validation. That you matter. Right? We all do it. I do it. It's just like jerking off. We all do it. Some of us lie. Right? So. It's okay to be honest in here. That was the original ten of this podcast. Way back when. Two years ago. When I started fucking getting out of the hospital. And I thought, holy shit. They told me I'd never be able to walk. And I was able to stand for 30. I thought, it, anyway. But I, I wanted to start getting to know people because the world I came back to, holy fuck, dude, this accident happened summer of 2016. And I reemerged, man, after not seeing the news or any of this kind of bullshit until 2019. So I'm, I'm going to this way, I mean, you know, because look, let's face it, you know, there's a lot of arguing going on now, right? But I didn't get a chance to get the buildup from the here to there. It was just like, bam. Right, it was like waking up to th you missed three years, and during that three years, there was utter fucking mayhem going on, and not a lot of people liking one another. And I thought, I'm gonna try something different. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna try to be an alpha here. I'm not gonna try to fucking be a problem solver, or any of that bullshit, because I'm no longer in that position, right? Or so I thought. You know, I'm a, I'm a, a beat-down guy. So I said, what's the best way for me to fucking learn? Listen. What's the best way to listen? So I started this podcast. This is before COVID. And I had cool guests on. Then COVID happened. And my pain peaked. And the wheels fell off the bus, dude. The wheels fell. And all I say, if this out-there content's not for you, look at the first year's content. It's good. And we've learned a lot during this insane phase. And hang with us, dude. Because... Two months, we're going to get a surgery. By fucking May, man. We'll be back out. I'm confident. I, this is, like I said, this is hell. But there's light at the end of the tunnel. And for that, I'm very fucking thankful. Now, we're not there yet. And so, we're going we're gonna to have a little hope. But we're not going to be delusional with it. Because, like I said, I'm no fucking Superman. I'm at the end. Yeah, this is just fucking beat me down. And I, like I said, I put all my chips, everything, into, all right, I'm going to die if I stay here. So, 
let's 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 take a fucking risk and put everything. No plan B, absolutely none. It's like, and I'll be starting all over at fucking fifty six. Hang on for a second. There we go. So. Thank you, Starseed. Peace and love, man. Anyway. So. That's kind of the ketamine. Why I'm in ketamine, I don't know how we went down that. Maybe I just need to talk to myself. Who knows, man. But. So. That was that. Earlier today. We did a quick show. Right after the ketamine trip. Which didn't last long. But we we in the mornings I I be, I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to go to this well all the time. Um, but in the, the morning show there's this I'm gonna date myself here. It's called Omegle or whatever. Some fuck like chat roulette the video. And the thing that fascinates me is that people don't. I mean I'm gonna kind of switch gears here. I won't go down this path too long. But that. In particular, it seems like there's a lot of men that, that just don't get that, like, fucking flashing fucking their junk and sending pictures of their junk is not really a cool move, dude. And it's not really going to have the intended consequences. You know, I just, I, I mean, I really want to understand. I'm not judging, but I want to understand the thought process, and I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm gonna fucking get on a webcam on an anonymous web chat with my junk hanging in front of the camera. Now, keep in mind, kids come on this thing. I mean, and so I'm just like, you know, so unfortunately, you know, I've got, now I've got a method, but, you know, 99% of the time, it's me reacting to this stuff, and I got to bring out, like, different puppets to try to, I had, like, Kim Jong-un puppet lecturing him, man. He was like, hey, what are you doing? Anyway, I just don't understand that. I'm not, I'm not trying to act like I'm an elitist or anything, you know. I'm just like, you know, walk me through the logic, dude. I, I, you know, it's like, I don't get it, man. She won't talk to me after I send her a picture of my little fireman. I, I'm, I just, you know, I, like I said, I'm no, like I, I, I'm, once again, I was just getting ready to start dating after my, I was divorced in 2008. So I got divorced in 2008. You know, he went through a not. I didn't go through a wild phase. I I, I went through. I I need to get my shit together phase. I, I got a daughter, and I can't be a fuck up alcoholic. So, I spent a lot of those years fucking, you know, dealing with the consequences of poor decisions. Luckily, I had a great job and stuff like that. But I mean, I had fucking. I don't get into it, but my when I went through the divorce, I didn't want to argue. I didn't want to make it ugly. You know, I, I wanted to do, I, I wanted us to get along and co-parent well, and we did. But how we got there is I decided not to argue over everything. And I caved, and I caved, and I caved. And one of the things I caved on was I said, I'll take all the fucking debt. I'll take it all. Just give it to me, you know. And I didn't realize how, anyway, chapter 13. So anyway, so the, so from, there was, I was going through some shit. So right around 2016, it's like I was finally all the fucking, you know, all the consequences. Things were firing on all cylinders, and then the accident happens. Life is funny, dude. So I never really got a chance to, to kind of, I don't know, have much of a social life. 
since really 2008 because I was doing all this fucking bullshit. Whatever. Anyway, enough of the woe is me. So that's tonight's podcast, I guess. I could bring out puppets, but it's too late. And I, I think, I think this is a, 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 a nice, short, little episode. I guess, man. Let me think if there's anything else I could say. Cause I really, we really didn't get into anything. I suppose I'll say this. Um, I'm thinking about writing a book, and I've always that's always been something I wanted to do. Um, but it was never this kind of book. Um, and I don't know really what to say yet. Um, cause in a lot of respects, I'm like, like I said, I'm a 56 year old guy. I got a bad back. I've lost everything. I have really, you know, and so, but I, I think, I think something has happened because of all this. That is, I, I'm not fucking thankful in any way, shape, or form. But something transcended. And I'm not talking like a religious type thing. But if I were to be real serious, this has been a heavy, heavy. But I think I'm, I think it's made me, it's forced me to become a pretty good dude, you know. And, um... I'm excited to be able to re-engage in life. I hope I get this opportunity because I've never had the opportunity to be a good person. I was always a shit, you know. I always functioned as a, a shit. You know, it would be a real gift to be able to have the have the chance to enjoy some of the benefits of these fucking painful fucking lessons these past five years. Right? Yeah. That's right. I it just the things the the things that I've ignored, discounted, my biggest crime in life has been apathy, you know. But to have the opportunity, man, to, to be a Look, I still, I'm still fucked up, but I, I honestly think this has made me, this has forced me into a much better person than I ever w- would have been without it. I'm not thankful. I wouldn't, I'd rather be that asshole and not go through this. That's the truth. But having said that, I think this has forced me to be in a better person. Um, and so, I, I, I would like to have the opportunity to interact with the world as a, as a decent human being for a change. That's got to be kind of fun. I would imagine, right? For those of you out there that are decent human beings, probably pretty fun knowing that. Like, ah, I'm not a scumbag. I don't know what that feels like at the end of the day. I always go, ah, God, boy, did I really sell my soul today. Boy, did I make a lot of compromises. Holy shit. How far am I off the mark than when I was that idealistic kid to where I'm at now? What the fucking hell happened to me? How many fucking things that I say that I never would do that have I done? I'll never do this. Did it. Never did it. Did it. Just, you know. But that's life. But these are painful fucking lessons. See, the net effect 
of the back injury is one thing. But I'm 56. You know? And because of my whatever, I don't, like I said, there's no fucking partner, fucking none of that. I'm on my own, dude. Because I'm a shit. It's not because I'm like, you know, oh golly gosh, you know, everybody just doesn't understand me. No. No, I, no, I, there's a couple things that I'm going to pass on right now. There are certain things, just like sexuality, there are certain things about all of us that no, you're not going to be able to fucking change. Example, me. I'm an introvert, big time. It is a problem. Now, not really if I'm up front and somebody knows what they're getting into. But I just, I thought I could change. And I thought getting married would break me of that. And that was a mistake because I couldn't change. And so I failed in many ways because I set myself up for failure by not being honest with myself or anybody else. Just certain things, man, that you're not going to be able to change. I know, and this is fucked up. That I like marriage. It's not about fidelity; it's about sharing the same space. I know that sounds fucked up, but I would be like, "Can we do a duplex? Can we do, you know, you know, you spend a night, a couple nights a week, uh, you, you know, something like that." But if if you need to check out and just go zone, you know, or whatever, like if somebody's into game, I'm not into gaming, but like if I want to, like, hey man, I just need, you know, I, I may be. For, it sounds selfish, but I would be cool if I was with somebody that was like this and said, hey, I need two weeks to go check out and go into my fucking space and you won't see me. I'm gonna, Okay, cool. Because I know when you come out, I don't need to be joined at the hip 24-7, da-da-da-da-da. But there's a lot of these, these systems and these institutions. It's like It's like either or. There's no nuance out there. So it's this or that. I'm like, it doesn't have to be. You know? You could still have all these things. Probably even more functional. I would have been much better in that type of arrangement. Once again, it's a bizarre... I, I understand that that's like, ooh. But you know what? That's how I'm wired. I can't change that. And it doesn't mean I'm selfish. It doesn't mean I'm fucking into me. It means... It's just exhausting. And I need, I wish I wasn't this way, you know? But instead of bitching about that, maybe because I am this way, I've been able to survive this. Can you imagine if I was an extrovert? I would have offed myself. No doubt. So, all these things, they're, 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 they're strengths. Like I said to my beginning thing, you need people like me, just like we need the extroverts. We need all of us. We got to quit trying to change us. Instead of fucking, okay, this is who you are. Let's. I'm gonna show you how to make that work. How how you can benefit. We all benefit. And there's peace and love, and the cow is returned to its rightful owner. It's all simple. It's all simple. Sitting here at night, it's hearts and memes. It's hot air. Everything I'm saying right now is hot air. I'm tired of saying it. I'm tired of talking. I'm tired of pontificating. I want to do. 
I want results just like anybody else does. But even an introvert, right? So anyway, so that's the that's the whole gamut of experience one goes through when you're on this journey, right? And your mileage may vary. You know, I'll do episodes on this topic. Like I said, we do all kinds of stuff. Um, I try to stay away from this topic because it's emotional. And right now, I don't want. I'd rather fucking laugh than cry. But we'll get into it. I feel a responsibility. I don't know why. No one really. It's not like I, I don't have a following, and that's not. I'm not a fucking dude that's ever looking for that. Trust me. Um, this is all of this is pain management. You know, if anything, one of the things I do want to do, and uh, is somehow um, be able to offer this to somebody that's in my situation and have like for lack of I'll say radio station but that's not really applicable in today's world but it would be a 24 hour like stream from this Artifonic for example but with a variety of hosts each one people that we kind of cast off forget about it could be somebody that's in my chronic pain disabled vet you know but people we just cast off but that that and you say, hey, man, I don't care what the show is. And you, you hook them up, and that, there's a whole thing I, I've worked out in my head. And I'd, I'd like to do that because I do think, um, like I said, it's not for everybody. But, you, you know, some of these situations are fucking horrific, guys. I mean, absolutely fucking horrific. And uh, you're not going to cure anything. But uh, you might be able to help people compartmentalize reality. And at least make a really shitty fucking situation more tolerable. That's about the best I could offer. You know, but I think there's something to it. I think there's something to that. But I, I think there's more importantly, you know, in the bigger picture, the bigger thing that I wanted to do. And I, you know, we'll see what happens with the surgery. There was this, I, I, I wrote a song about, I riff on this town all the time, all the time. It's called Valley Brook. It's in Oklahoma. And Valley Brook is between the suburban dream and the hustle and bustle of a modern, cosmopolitan, homogenized fucking downtown, right? You forget about Valley Brook because it's just one of those little shithole, unincorporated, it's got four strip bars, it's got a fucking whacked out church and a corrupt police department. That's Valley Brook. People just... <laughs> the only time people do go to Valley Brook is probably to shit, right? And I know what that likes to look. Atlantic City, living in a town where people just come in there to shit. And so we ignore fucking people's stories that real lives are happening down. Goddamn fucking person who probably fucking fixed my back maybe in fucking Valley Brook, but we don't know that because we're passing it by too fucking busy. I get it. But in Valley Brook, they had this. Now, this is where it gets out there. They had this strip bar that had been. For, and I did a lot of pictures because a lot of my sets. I'll, I'll, descri- I'll explain my art in a second. But there was, in a, there was a strip bar that had been for sale for a guy told me years. I wanted to find somebody because I'm physically. I needed a partner. 
some crazy venture capitalist willing to invest in this idea to turn this place into a fucking community, fucking like underground fucking punk rock theater, right? Where people that would go there to watch shit wouldn't know if it's real or not, this kind of experience. I wanted to build it initially as like a puppet theater, right? Where Chad and Karen could go show up where they think they're going to get family-friendly fucking thing and launching with this fucking... But see, here's the point. It's not about the puppet show. It's about all the things that goes into that, all the tech, all this stuff. It'd be done by the people that live in Valley Brook. They would have... I mean, I can I can riff for hours on this fucking topic. Anybody who stumbles on this podcast... Seriously. Anybody who stumbles on this podcast that's looking, that's, that's, you gotta, you, that has the cash, man, because, you know, this thing has wrecked me. Um, that, that's interesting, because this is not about, I'm gonna figure out a way to make this happen, but it'd be great if somebody had the cash and said, let's just make it happen now. That'd be great, because I'm ready to fucking roll, even with this. Um, but, if if you're you know you're some somebody with box that just fucking just stone and just I, I I'm not looking for a, a, a douchebag. What I mean is somebody that's really kind of looked deep and just reached a point in life where they just you know this is not an investment. I'm offering a I'm offering a shot at this is redemption. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for I I I, I want somebody. Involved with me, hands on, work collaboratively, right? Somebody believes in what what I'm talking about here. This is a long term investment. It's an investment in a community that we just fucking ignore, and it's a different way of looking at things. Because I'm here to fucking tell you, if done right, some of these fucking shows in in, in the tech skills alone. People can wind up having some really bad-ass fucking in-demand fucking job skills by fucking creating ridiculous satire, fucking underground punk rock content at this place that you that was supposed to be a strip bar. That you said, fuck that, we're going to fucking change the narrative here. We're, this doesn't have to be a place everybody comes and takes a dump on, you know? There's people that live here, and they have a voice, and they have a story. And wouldn't it be badass if they were they were telling their fucking story in a real fucking punk rock kind of fucking underground kind of way? I just think it'd be fucking awesome. And it's not about the money. I don't give a fuck about that. Can you imagine the fucking shows you would see? Can you imagine the fucking... Oh, my God. That's what it's about. Anybody out there stumbles on this? I'm I'm painting a what is it broad brushstrokes. Contact me, cause I'm serious, man. Um, you know I haven't allowed myself to really seriously entertain this because of my physicality, but I'm here to tell you, man. Four to five months from right now, I'm I'm a totally different dude. All right, and uh, I could use a partner, but just like I would hope that partner would be selective, I'm selective. I want somebody that's looking for fucking redemption. 
I want somebody that knows the pain of compromising their values. The pain and the consequence of uh, maybe selling out or deviating from the original plan. I want somebody that's lived that pain and is now at this point in life going, man, I, I want to do something different. I don't know what that is. That's who I'm looking for. That's you, man. Then contact me. You know, d d Twitter or Facebook. Twitter email is probably easier for me to get notified. Facebook, fucking... I, anyway, I don't want to get into Facebook shit. But I'm serious. It, I mean, I'd really like to do this. In fact, that's going to be the pitch. That's going to be tomorrow's show. Anyway, guys. I want to wish you peace and love. I want to thank you very, very much for for listening, for coming on. Um, we're going to go ahead and call this a show. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. So, from Parts Unknown, Colorado, this is the Art of Honoring Podcast. My name's Will Dick, and we're going to wish you nothing but peace and love. Good night. Parts unknown. This is the Art of Floundering Podcast. Wishing you nothing but peace and love.